listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 137, where we will we will be jumping into the Red Scrolls of Magic and discussing chapters one through three. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. All right. Oh, my gosh. The best part about a new book of waking is up. how easy the doc is. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> agreed. It's the first page. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It's not four hundred pages down. <laughs> you have to wait for it to load and stuff. It's yeah. crazy. <sighs> oh, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. I'm sorry. It was like, it. I had to say it out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get it out. Yeah, I did that today in the car. I was reading a road sign and I was like, "Yurt." <laughs> the guy was with us like what are you doing i was like the sign I, I don't think it was supposed to make the sound but my my, my vocal cords needed that <laughs> it had to happen I, I i love how you said the guy i was with the guy in the car right. that i was with. <laughs> my co-worker i guess i should say that okay fucking the Ned. random person i picked up yeah <laughs> <sighs> Oh my gosh, you guys. I know we're all exhausted. Mm. But I feel like there's something really important that I need to share with our listeners. Okay. Robin finally finished a court of what? Thorns and roses? Roses and thorns. Akatar. Akatar. A a court of thorns and roses, yes. Yeah. And she agrees with me. Oh my god, it was... (laughs) It took me a year, just about a year, to finish it. I yeah. feel like we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. I just don't. So I'm auto audio filing it. And I'm in like 18 chapters into the second book. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is not a podcast about these books. The protagonist is still bugging me. Like her personality is bugging mm-hmm. me. But... um it's getting better but at this point I'm just like how did this person write such a horribly boring book oh the I first don't book. I don't understand <laughs> I, I just can't like the last half of the like the last uh, again audible five and a half six hours is like great and then even the first book it like the first is you have to have that little bit of recap you know mm-hmm. but then after uh-huh. that it's just it's out it's great it's awesome why why did you why did you, yeah. yeah the second book why did you waste 19 hours of my life like I'll, i can never <laughs> get that time back <laughs> seriously <laughs> plus all the time you've spent talking about it yeah add all why, that up why <sighs> awesome oh, oh my gosh i feel like i i really want to discuss that book with somebody <laughs> Uh-huh. I think that you would like it too, Amanda. Like, okay. I don't even know if you would be as put off by the first half of that book as I was. Okay. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm trying to, like, just because it's it's a lot of, obviously there's world building and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you've read so many fantasy books... You feel like you're like, okay, come on. I know. Get to the juice. I can, I can, right. I can handle these world laws and, you know, how this works uh-huh. and this, like, I can absorb it easily. I don't need you to go over the rule point seven times. I got this. 
Right. I'm and I didn't even know what headcanon meant when we started this. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Now you're an expert, uh, though. Yeah. You've got all the absolutely. lingo down. Uh-huh. I feel like I said it recently <laughs> in my life. And I think it was to, like my husband. I'm sure he didn't know what it was either. He's like, what? Uh, yeah. like, whatever. It's for us readers. Exactly. <laughs> that was me know. flipping Podcasters. My hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I um, downloaded this book, The Red Scrolls, on Kindle. Mm-hmm. Dude, I got through it so fast. Like, I don't care if I own the books anymore. I'm just going to buy them on Kindle because it's so much more accessible. That's what I'm saying, bro. I can bro. just read it all the time. Uh-huh. Well, and it's yeah. nice to, when you're, especially like when you're writing, I can't have that, that book in front of me. It's like, I'm trying to keep the pages from closing with my chest uh-huh. and then trying to type over it, hunched over like the hunchback of, you know, no, I'm Quasimoto. I think it's so funny how we all have like very different well I guess I have very different style like I listen because I have all of them on audible so I listen to the chapter and then I have my physical book that I write my script from as like I go through it I I have them all on kindle too like Cassandra Clare's gotten my money in all formats all formats yeah (laughs) but I just I don't like it's like too small and like it would make sense I get how like because I used to use my kindle like not my kindle but my kindle app on my phone Uh a lot and like do notes and like I used to that is so cool like when I'd pre when I'd uh proofread or something for like or beta for friends or or whatever or even my own book sometimes because it's easier in a night in like a different format to like catch that shit uh-huh. um and so i like use notes and and all of those things and i don't for whatever reason like when we do this i can't i'm like it's this i want to physically highlight and tag and like mark up mark the shit out of all of my books i love it I love awesome. it. I'm a monster. I'm well, and we monster. we need your book to take yep. like aesthetically pleasing pictures as well. Oh, so yeah. Oh shit, we didn't take the- God, we are so bad. You should have brought it with media. you Sunday. I should have. I didn't think about it. Look how hot he is. I mean, Come for real. On. This book is hot. Dude, this book is hot. Yeah. This is actually Jason likes Jason really likes uh, Magnus and Alec like together like as a couple. He really liked this book Mm -hmm. because he think I think it's because they have like an adult relationship where they're not Clary. Uh (laughs) They're not like brother and sister. Right. (laughs) He gets he got really annoyed at like the relationships with like the main relationships because they're like YA uh yeah they're fucking children (laughs) he's like I can't like I can't they're just annoying (laughs) so I think having an adult like they're adults like Alec is a 40 year old man like he's not yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah well and in this book apparently Magnus is what 400 I think it's said yeah (laughs) in this book allegedly (laughs) yeah who knows Mm -hmm. I I won't ever believe it 
I won't ever believe anything he says. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> Just poked myself in the eye. Jeez, oh my gosh. Well, we don't have Robin's recap, obviously, because this is a brand new edition. Yep. That's not the word. I. Yeah. It's a brand new book. Go listen to last week's episode for the recap. <laughs> oh, yeah. damn. I mean, I just like, sorry, that did sound a little rude. <laughs> I meant. I'm really sorry. We're all Hey, guys, exhausted. if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have to tell a funny story about that, too. But you go first because I feel like no. you were going. I was just going to okay. say, hey, it's on video on oh, the yeah. The I noticed we had like a lot of views for what like I 45. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't think 45 people would care to see our faces. Nope. And I didn't watch it. So not one of them. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> okay. So this will be really quick and it might be funnier in my head than it really is. So sorry. Anyway. So I had to take Olivia to urgent care today. She's been sick since Wednesday. My whole family's been sick. Obviously, you can hear I am too. Anyway, I was pretty sure she had an ear infection, which she does, double ear infection. But obviously, I'm very congested also. And Andy, my husband, hasn't been super. Like, he's feeling a little off, but he's been fine. Like, he has the immune system of, like, I don't know. It's crazy. A traveling so, anyway. uh, salesperson? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. I couldn't even think of an example because it's he almost never gets sick. So um, anyway, so I take her to urgent care, blah, blah, blah. They the wait was insane to the point that when we actually got back in a room, the medical assistant told me that he felt bad for adults today because it was so crazy busy that the wait was over three hours for adults. And for pediatrics, it was only an hour. But because she was under two, we got seen like super fast. So. We were only there for like a total of like two and a half hours with everything, which, you know, all in all isn't terrible with the pharmacy. Anyway, so we get back there and she had a vice. She has a viral rash. So I was showing them the rash and they asked if it was in her diaper area. And I said, yes. And I went to go see if it was still there. And I pulled down her little diaper and I can see that she pooped. I was like, oh, I guess she pooped. And so then it turns out she had a blowout. Right. So I. She ended up having to, luckily I brought a blanket, so I had to take off her pants and her shirt was fine. So I just wrapped her in her blanket. But anyway, so I get in the car after my husband picks me up, us up, and I told him how annoying that was that I didn't really, she had a blowout and I had her pants in a little bag, you know, one of those little vomit bags. And he goes, oh yeah, when you got out of the car, I thought I smelled a dirty diaper. And I was like, oh, I'm so congested. We sat in that urgent care for how fucking long? And I didn't realize she was poopy because it wasn't a full diaper. It was literally just like a quick poop. And so anyway, we were the fucking smelly people. I'm sure everybody around me could smell shit. And I'm just sitting there like not even noticing. I feel so bad. We're the smelly people. Uh, And the, the medical assistant that probably saw me like oh she's poopy was probably like no shit you idiot like (laughs) (laughs) I could tell when you walked in you're like my nose isn't working I have no idea yeah I still didn't I just threw it in their garbage can because I was like it doesn't really smell I guess it did (laughs) anyway so silly so did did he mean like when you were leaving to go to urgent care 
Yeah, when we were getting out of the car, he was like, I thought I smelled a dirty diaper. And I was like, he was, it sounds like he was like looking around the car for a dirty diaper or something. So, fuck. I know. Warning, bro. And I had just changed her diaper right before we left the house. So, of course, you know. Anyway. Mm -hmm. That always happens. I swear. They wait. They hold it in for a freshie. Yes. They really do. Always. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She knew. She knew exactly what she was doing. Oh, my gosh. All right. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Do we have anything else? Robin, do you have anything to share with the group? No. No? Mm-mm. This is group therapy. My life is boring. <laughs> okay, so you guys, we've gone from flawless gem finding his forever directly into a devastatingly delicious dalliance in Paris with my favorite boys. How did I get so lucky? Seriously, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Like, you can't go from Jem to Alec for me. I can't. Like, it's too much. <laughs> I don't deserve this. Like, line up. I really what don't. What have I done? I don't know. But I'm, I must. Karma's, like, repaying me or something. <laughs> so we join our perfect <sighs> couple in Magnus's point of view. Love that. On the observation me too. deck. Sorry. Of- Sorry. It's Okay. I also like that it's in Magnus's paw. That's all I was saying. Me too. Yes. On the observation deck of the Eiffel Tower where Alec is writing postcards, which is like a weird flex, but okay. Like, I wrote your postcard from the Eiffel Tower. Like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Doesn't that seem weird? It is weird. It is. Yeah. It I is had weird. to read it a couple of times to make sure that, like, that's really what was happening. <laughs> So Alex signs them off with, like, wish you were here. And Magnus immediately grabs them and adds, except not really. (laughs) It's just, like, I love him. (laughs) But being inside Magnus's head is amazing. Like, I absolutely love it. But Mm -hmm. it's also not exactly what I would have expected coming off the first three TMI books. Like, if I hadn't read anything else and that was the only – I mean, and, and even TDA, like, Okay, are you saying you wouldn't have expected Magnus's POV or, like, the thoughts that he's thinking? The thoughts that he's thinking. Like, the way his okay, internal... Okay, me too. I have a lot to say about it. Yeah, like, I just... It wouldn't... From what we... From the, the Magnus that we get on the outside of, like, mm-hmm. just his... Who he puts out is so interestingly different than his inside Magnus. Even though yeah. it is very much... It doesn't feel like a different person. I if I feel like it feels like Magnus, just not what I would have expected. Um, if that was like my only frame of reference, um, there's this like devastatingly relatable queer relationship moment where Magnus is watching Alec write, and he wants to reach out and push Alec's hair out of his face, but he like resists because they're in public and he's not sure how like Alec would react to the PDA and. Oh, you guys, it is so like visceral. Like I can feel the conversation in your head of be like, I really want to do that. And I, I, I could, I could just lift, lift my hand right now. I could, I could do it, but I'm not going to, I, I can't, no, I can't, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, no, I can't. My hand's not moving. I can't do it. Like I can fucking feel it. 
Okay, I feel like we've talked about this before. Have you ever wanted to do that to someone? Because I have not. Push their hair out of their face? Yeah. Like, yeah. in a loving way. Yeah, like, if it's, like, in their face, I want to, like, look at their face. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I've only dated people with short hair, so that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Andy does it to me all the time. Like, he'll put my hair behind my ears, and I'm like, I am not an eight-year-old boy. Please just stop. <laughs> like, it makes me uncomfortable. Oh. Oh, I don't, um, I don't know. I, um have a level of intimacy not not relation okay let me finish my thought because it sounds weird (laughs) but with people that I know that are friends like if I would I would do that to you if you had like oh here let me grab this for you you know Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think twice about it yeah but um or like picking hair off somebody's back Mm -hmm. when you're like little straggler hairs or whatever I agree with that if I feel like it's annoying them but I feel (laughs) like this is more like a just I want to just like I don't know, like just like touch them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I just. It was very cute. the the idea of wanting to do something in public that you don't feel you can do for like fear of like reaction or just like I don't want to like step over a line or like whatever like. I feel it. Anyway, I just, it just, it like hit me in a way that like, I was like, it was like a tuning fork. I was like, ding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially like after everything. So this book, just to be clear, because I'm just double checking. This book came out after both TIDs. Yeah. But chronologically it fits where we're reading it. That's what I'm so sorry. TMI. Mm Mm-hmm. But chronologically, it fits in here. Yes. And so coming off of, obviously, at the end of City of Glass, mm-hmm. Alec has this big moment where he's just like, come yep. here, you. Yep. Um, but it was a big defining moment, you know, and it was like. It was making, huge. It, it was, was like huge. such a huge public statement. Uh-huh. Right? And so now it's like, okay, that, in Magnus's head, it could be like, okay, that was for a reason to like lift the veil right mm-hmm. but how uh-huh. does that translate to every day well and it was also like super intense and like they uh-huh. just, it was like war and there was like all this stuff happening yeah it and was now making they're a statement in the real, for sure yeah and now they're in the real world where they're like trying to operate at like a normal level and it's like what's what uh-huh. is <sighs> and it's well, and the, the year is not 2020 2020 exactly right. you know 2008 yeah right so yeah there's like that and just like just the the I think like Alec is very reserved Mm -hmm. and so like and and Magnus is obviously very like out there and Uh so like I could see like not knowing and then also just like the level of like this is a queer relationship like they're in society right now. They're out in the real world. And it's like, is that going to make Alec uncomfortable? Like, he knew what he was doing making that statement around the people that he knew. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. And I think it's but like also, what you're like, saying. It's like it's, they haven't talked about it. Right. 
and it's Alex's benefit because I don't think Magnus cares. Like he's being yeah, very no, considerate yeah. of his feelings and stuff. Yeah, and stuff because that's how you sound. Uh, that's how you end an intelligent argument. Absolutely, and stuff like that. <laughs> I would say in shit, but okay. <laughs> So it seems like a small thing, but I think the vulnerability and the bit of insecurity that Magnus shows in his internal monologue does a lot to show that his feelings for Alec are real and that he takes their relationship seriously. Like, it would it would be easy to assume that he doesn't take it seriously considering his ambiguous age and, like, practical immortality. Like, this is no big deal, but, like, it's interesting to see that side of him is like he's taking it so seriously mm-hmm. and like this is exactly really wants to be my careful. opinion yeah yeah what, tell, what it's very think? interesting yeah no I was thinking the exact same thing it just to me it doesn't totally feel like I don't know and maybe it's just like you said his outside versus his inside like his thoughts and stuff it just feels different than what I expected I thought he would be more confident and even us hearing him remind Tessa, like, your first is always going to be the hardest. And, like, he's done this so many times. Mm-hmm. He obviously very much cares for Alec, but also is – I almost wonder if this is a little too insecure for what I think he would really be. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, it's like the, some of the most confident people are the most insecure, you know? Yeah. like the outwardly and just seeing that and seeing how like how much he's struggling internally with like this whole like I just want everything to be perfect like I just want to like I just it's got to be like I just want to try to do everything right like I don't want to planning everything and all of that yeah I don't oh god anyway so we get the most entertaining info dump the most entertaining info dump I've ever read in the form of Magnus daydreaming about explaining their trip and subsequently the shadow world to a travel agent. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what would she say? <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, that was, that's a good way that is to like so recap. relatable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having an entire fictional conversation in your head with somebody that doesn't exist. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This will literally never happen, but let's just go over it. Yeah, yep. let's just in let's, case. Exactly, just in case to put it in the filing cabinet in case you yep. ever come into that situation. Absolutely. Right, because the last thing you want is to have, think of it five minutes later. No, you need exactly. to have it prepped. Exactly. <laughs> Every situation tell me, ever. Tell me you have anxiety without telling me you have anxiety. <laughs> anxiety, millennials, unite. <laughs> okay, for real. So it's anxiety anxious. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically just recapping the end of City of Glass and reminding us that despite the less than enthusiastic view of queer relationships in the Shadowhunter society, my man's Alec really did make out with his warlock boyfriend in the Hall of Accords in front of Raziel and everyone. (laughs) Like, yikes. That's like big news. And I feel like, I almost feel like Magnus is so. Like, there's this reverence about that, like, grand gesture that Alec made that, like, it almost feels like Magnus wants to live up to it. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. He's kind of not, like, destroyed his world, obviously, but he's blown up. I don't know. Like, 
Yeah, well, he's made like I such agree. a stand. Like it's such exactly. a like, meaningful thing. The only other relationship I think that we have eyes on or hear about is his relationship with Camille. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. she really shat on him basically. Yeah. Consistently. So it's like this, obviously that gesture and how Alec is, it's like actually treating Magnus with like, you know, this respect, respect and, and dignity. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Right. And he's just like, Oh my God, like, I can't mess this up, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And who knows? And what his... he's so hot. Right. And that. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, if that's what his, and who knows, maybe he had a relationship in between them, but. I mean, I... apparently Woolsey. Yeah. To you guys. Well, that was a was fling. Buddies with Woolsey. Yeah. yeah like, that wasn't I don't a right. that was, like, I feel like they were just the roommates heart. that were hanging out. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. every now and then they'd slide into those DMs. They're just playing chess. Yeah. Um, there's something else I wanted to say about that, but I can't remember if it's a spoiler or not. So I'm just going to refrain, okay. I guess. Okay. So we go through, like, get, we get all the, you know, the recap stuff. Also that Max died, but I like to pretend that never happened. So we're just going to move on from that. Yeah. Oh, and I almost forgot. They're sharing a bed, which is the best trope ever. It's all okay. It's not the best ever. Sharing a horse is the best ever. <laughs> like that's my favorite. Don't do that while she's drinking. <laughs> you can't make me laugh too hard, or I will bust out in a fit of cough rage. Well, and then you just laugh. think about. Aren't you thinking about um, Clary on the horse with? Um, yes. Yeah. No, I'm Someone definitely. Else. I'm thinking about a very different like <laughs> scenario. That was so awkward. Yes. And it shouldn't have been awkward with the the way it was written. It should have been more awkward with Jace. But it was worse. (laughs) Well, then the difference is that her and Jace had chemistry. (laughs) I'm cool with this. I'm cool with the brother lover as long as it's chemistry. Right. We need to be doing a science project, okay? (laughs) If Game of Thrones has taught me anything. Uh, right yeah (laughs) oh okay so yeah they're sharing a bed but just for sleeping because they love each other and they're taking it slow Mm -hmm. we'll see about that Mm -hmm. we will Mm -hmm. see so alec is bad at vacationing no surprise there he's not exactly known for his spontaneity (laughs) so naturally it's magnus's job to make up for it with lots of surprises He's like, I have this all planned out. And in this case, it's a hot air balloon ride through Paris. But instead of riding in a basket with walls and such, surprise, we have a tiny bistro table uh, for two with on a wooden platform hanging below uh, the balloon by four ropes and no walls. That was I can't stop shaking my head. Very hard for me to <laughs> physically place in my brain as an image. <laughs> Because, like, it's, why not just have the table in the basket? Right. Right. Visibility, I guess. Like, there's no know. way you could have a romantic evening being terrified you're going to fall <laughs> off the entire time. Huh? Is that just me? It's no, just, me too. I mean, it's me too. <laughs> I mean, I can't even take a bath. So. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Did you guys see that TikTok I sent you where that pool imploded? Yes. 
terrifying. My worst fear. <laughs> well, and all I can think about is like, like it, it's it's like one of those like weird pallet like uh, front porch swings, like the pallet bed swings, right? It's like if you really get that rocket and roll, like those those ropes aren't stiff. Like this isn't like structured. This is yes. wibbly wobbly. I'm uh-huh. not. I'm not into nope. it. Not cool. Uh, I have to read this little exchange. Uh, said Alec, can you fly a hot air balloon? Of course, Magnus declared. Did I ever tell you about the time I stole a hot air balloon to rescue the Queen of France? Alec grinned as if Magnus was making a joke. Magnus smiled back. Marie Antoinette had actually been quite a handful. <laughs> I love. Can you imagine those two? Getting- I love that we're getting these. Yes. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. I was just thinking to myself, remember our conversation about being immortal and this whole thing that we mm-hmm. were talking about at the end? I was like, okay, look, I feel like I agree with what you're saying. You could vamp up your family. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, if I'm immortal, I'm going to be really upset that I didn't get to live through all of that. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if I want to live to see the world flood and the all of the forests burn down, but I would have Agreed. liked to live through, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Go Living from this point on, not uh, so exciting. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have liked to, you know, start it a little sooner. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you reverse engineer? Like, can we just yeah. go back? Is there I mean, I realize that I would have magic, but it would just be my luck that I would end up just being like a normal farmer and nothing would happen and I'd just live a very boring life. <laughs> you start hoarding your money like colon status and then, you know. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so with a bit of conjooling um, on Magnus's part and a quick safety assessment from Alec, he's like, wait, I need to kind of mentally calculate how I would save you if, if something bad happened. Yeah. Someone's thinking. <laughs> uh, and I love that it's the 18-year-old the and not the 400-year-old. Right. <laughs> but he is also, Magnus is reliant on magic, so I don't uh-huh. think he really thinks ahead. He believes in himself. Often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just has the power of faith in, in his own ability. And they're off. So Magnus has the balloon glamoured, uh, but he's also using his magic to fly it against the wind and keep the candles on his candelabra lit. Um, as my husband would say, he's being extra. <laughs> Clearly. And I think part of it is just his larger than life personality. But there's another layer that we get to see behind like being in Magnus's head. He's trying really hard to make this like a memorable trip because he's not sure how long this thing with Alec is going to last. And it's not because it doesn't seem like his head is at like, oh, well, Alec's mortal. And, you know, what his head's more like I might not like he might not. He might be like, I don't like this guy like that insecurity, like, oh. Fuck, I feel you, bro. Like, uh-huh. oh, the the internal like self doubt, and then you can see, I can almost like draw a parallel between, or 
not a parallel, but I can almost like draw a line from his relationship with Camille that we know about and like why he would self-doubt so hard in something Uh like this. Yeah. Well, and I feel like as a reader, as this, I feel like if he had another serious relationship between Mm -hmm. Camille and this point, we would know about it. Right. You know, so I guess you're right because we're in his POV. Like it could have been, you know, over a hundred years, which is why he's very like acting this way, like having not acting this way, but having those thought internal monologues. Mm-hmm. That's the words I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And you would think that if he had another like long term relationship that like was impactful in that same uh-huh. way in between that time that like maybe he would have a different stance or or we would for sure know about it exactly and not to say that he's been celibate since 1878 no, but right. like you maybe know, not and, that kind of love because exactly. he didn't love I guess Camille. that's true yeah and she broke his heart yeah I feel like he based on like you know thinking about him at that party where Simon drank the Kool-Aid drink oh um, we're just obviously he seemed so promiscuous you know so it just to me, this seems out of character, but I guess you're right. Well, like, and that could have just been like, this yeah. is my this is my exterior I'm putting up because I'm not ready to let anybody in because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's, like I said, over 100 years, but when you live that long and you're, you know... Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a quarter of his life, apparently. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. and then that party is when he when he hit on alec and like he in his little like little Uh diatribe to the to the imaginary uh travel agent he he talks about he's like oh how do we meet oh well i hit on him at a party and he asked me out like (laughs) yeah so cute it's so cute and i love that alec actually like asked him out like made the first move in that way like yeah magnus flirted with him but like magnus flirts with everybody that's not exactly (laughs) it's surprising to think that alec would have that confidence because he doesn't he doesn't totally seem like he would obviously magnus doesn't even know if he's ready to have any pda so yeah it is interesting he obviously must have really liked him i can that very much i can very much see alec being like psyching himself up and being like just do it. Just do it. You're going to just do it. Uh-huh. You're just going to do it. Like, just do it. <laughs> like, and then immediately freaking out. Like, oh, my God. I can't believe I just did that. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and knowing that Alec made the move to ask him, ask him out mm-hmm. also just puts another tally in that ring of what we were talking about, where it's the relationship since Camille. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So things are just getting started. Okay, the champagne hasn't even popped yet when shit starts to go sideways. Okay, (laughs) not good. Alec notices a a strange plume of smoke and Magnus tries his best to like refocus his boyfriend, but it's not happening. (laughs) He's like, he's like, oh, it's fine. The fire brigade can get it. It's fine. And he's like, it's moving against the wind. Like, that's not normal. (laughs) Like. (laughs) 
Like a Only dog a shadow a hunter bone. would even notice which way the wind is going. I like, do. All I can think real. of is like, dude, it's Bob Seger. He's running against the wind. <laughs> Oh my god. Like a dog with a bone, his hunter has found a shadow and there's no stopping him. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. He's like, do you not know my job, shadow hunter? There's a shadow. <laughs> I have to go. What do go. you want me to do? I, I'm, I, <laughs> He's like, you're on vacation. He's like, good never stops. Like, the, the Duty calls. of evil will keep coming. So they watched the strange smoke shadow race, uh, Smoke shadow. Yeah, smoke shadow. Race across rooftops for a moment before Alec catches sight of figures with serif blades in pursuit. Magnus flies the balloon lower, maneuvering in between like chimneys and like the tops of buildings and stuff. So while cool. Alec pulls out the bow and quiver of arrows that he brought on his date to the Eiffel Tower, because of course he did. <laughs> Obviously. And there's even like this this like line that Magnus is like, yeah, like when he grabbed it, I would, I tried to be like, what are you doing? And he was just like, I'm a shadow hunter. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I have uh-huh. to be armed at all times. <laughs> this is the, this is the life you're signing up for. Uh-huh. Get used to it. So the wind is picking up and shit is getting sketch. They lose the champagne, but Magnus manages to like right the ship. This weird floaty platform. Mm-hmm. So things aren't looking so hot on the roof either the swarm of I- iblis demons um that's what alec identifies them as um are surrounding these two shadow hunters on this rooftop that they're like hovering above in this weird hot air balloon platform thing the the, the sight in my head is very strange uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> And Magnus and Alec do that, like, sexy warrior couple thing where they silently communicate their coordinated battle plan with only a look and a nod. Right. It's it's the biz. So Magnus holds the platform steady while Alec fires a volley of arrows. He's killing it, totally owning this demon swarm with his skills with a Z. And you almost uh, wouldn't believe that he killed his first demon, like, six months ago. Like, right. wow. Uh-huh. <gasps> I And I'm being generous with six months. I don't even know if it's been that long. <laughs> For real. Uh, noticing Alec is the bigger threat, the Iblis demons come after him. But Alec is a motherfucking NYC shadow hunter and the baddest bitch of them all. So naturally, he whooped their ass. <laughs> um, There's a quote. Uh this is what shadow hunters did what alec was born to do his body was a weapon graceful and swift an instrument honed to slay demons and shield his loved ones alec was very good at both (laughs) yes he was (laughs) slay bitch um once the demons were vanquished magnus waved uh at the shadow hunters on the roof like you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and quickly lost control of the balloon, sending them careening into the theater marquee. Uh, quote, Magnus Bain did his best in life to always be spectacular. This crash was. <laughs> For real. Beautiful. Uh, okay. So mine is pretty short and sweet because um, there was a lot of description going on here. So anyway. 
So just before the balloon hits the building and literally explodes, Alec grabs Magnus. Thank goodness he thought about what he was going to do. Remember, making a plan beforehand. Perfect. Um, and they jump, roll, fall. Mostly fall, it sounds like, to the grass safely, though. So I thought the balloon was glamored, which it is, obviously. Kristen just said that. But they weren't glamored? I think he or dropped it just the glamour them? when he lost control. Oh, that makes sense. Like, because it was done by, like, he was holding it with magic. It was a concentration spell, and he failed his concentration roll. Okay, okay. <laughs> Been there, Again, done that. Again, new. So I don't, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, so people start gathering around the damaged building and, like, taking pictures of this random hot air balloon. Um, and sirens are heard like heading that way because it's on fire. So <laughs> that's not great. So Alec apologizes for ruining the night, but Magnus will have none of that. The night isn't ruined. Magnus will be sure to uh, send the, th- the theater is going to receive a generous donation uh, by an anonymous donor for the damages. <laughs> uh, anyway, It'll so they had on this. <laughs> I know it's no big deal. We'll take care it's, of it. It's fine. It sounds like such like a like a, a rich trust fund kid like wrecking yeah. someone's boat and being like, my dad will send him a check. Like, totally has that energy. But it's true. Like, where does he get the money? He's gonna like, steal okay, it from Tad. a bank or something. Well, like, uh, I imagine he like invests and he has a lot of like. That's fair. Real estate. Apple I stocks. don't know. Mm-hmm. Microsoft. <laughs> What's I that guess that movie? Yeah, if you're if you're like a warlock and like you're gonna be able to get on the ground floor of a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. I'm into it. Maybe he's a venture capitalist. Maybe he works with Ashton Kutcher. Well, I think yeah. like I, I don't know if it's in your part or my part, but like Mine. I feel like he's had his apartment forever. Yeah, so he does. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's in mine. I think I'll I'll talk about it. But he says basically like he's been rich a bunch of times. But in his apartment, um, he's gone through so many different things. And he talks about, like, being a painter and stuff in there, which obviously leads us to believe this is the apartment that he lived in with Tessa, which is super cool. And um, he talks about how it was the first time, one of the first times he lost all of his riches. Like, everything. It's just so crazy. Like I said, I would have just probably been a normal person. And he's just, like, out there meeting Marie Antoinette. Like... I love it. I love it. (sighs) Anyway, so um, Alec, like me, can't turn his brain off and is unnerved seeing that many Iblis demons together. He's just like, this isn't right. I don't know what's going on. But also, like me, Magnus is tired of his partner constantly thinking about work. (laughs) My entire life. And so Magnus is like, he's... It's fine. Like, leave some evil for the others to fight, okay? Like, you don't want to hog it all. Don't take all the evil. Uh, you just, so of you course, just murdered. You just, like, murked, like, 30 demons in a row. Yeah. Like, you those just, two get to go to dinner now. Machine they gun. their job. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that they were appreciated it, but let's move on. We're here for vacation. So... Of course, the night couldn't continue without an 80s montage dressing room scene where new clothes are purchased. 
And um, I have to know that I think Magnus got like a velvet jacket and stuff. And Alec got like a leather jacket with a hoodie underneath, which sounds totally like him. Mm. Totally. That I want one of those. Delicious. I want one that would actually look good on me because I just mm. feel like I would look boxy. So anyway. That's fair. So they head to a fairy restaurant for dinner and Alec doesn't love the idea of eating fairy food, which obviously <laughs> but Magnus either. assures him. Yeah, that okay, so apparently if it's not gifted to them and they actually purchase their meal, there isn't gonna be like they're basically the fairies can't fuck with it because you bought it from them. Which is an interesting loophole. It is a a flimsy loophole that I would uh-huh. not trust. I'd be like, no, these motherfuckers, <laughs> like they 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 can't lie. Like they theirs is the art of lying without lying. Like, mm I can't yep. trust a loophole because what if there's a double loophole around the back? Yep. Yep. Bending the truth to suit your needs. Yes. Exactly. So anyway, everything ended up being fine, except like their salad was alive and they kept having to like catch it on the table. It was trying to crawl away. And I'm just, uh, no. <laughs> well, and doesn't he describe it as like a caprese salad? So like uh-huh. what, what is moving? Yeah. Like his mozzarella is crawling right, away. Or, like the tomatoes are moving. Like what the? <laughs> right. Oh, that's true. That's so funny. Yeah. So eventually they get onto their romantic stroll and they're wandering down like random streets, just taking their time and being overall adorable. And Magnus feels something like eyes on him, something funky, something like I think he even says it something itched like it was just that something's wrong here. And um, Alec is like, what's up? Tell me the cheese made. I got to know. What are you feeling? Because apparently Magnus like kind of backed up from Alec. And he's like, oh, psh, nothing could be wrong when I'm with you, boo. Like, everything is fine. Which seems interesting. I mean, maybe he didn't want to feed into Alec being, like, still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is the right type of person that you could be like, I don't know, something feels weird, but let's yeah. keep going. Like, just bolo. Be on the lookout, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of Bureau of Labor and Industries. Bully. Right. <laughs> So eventually they stop to gaze at the stars and Magnus is pointing out naming constellations and Alec is not at all impressed and same, not into it, not at all. (laughs) And Alec's like, this is boring and I don't really care what those are called. Like Dave, I don't, I don't care. (laughs) They could be called Dave basically. Like I I just don't care about this. And Magnus is like, um, it's romantic because I'm sharing my knowledge with you and knowledge is power, bro. Reading rainbow. Okay. (laughs) Take a look. So then, exactly. So, um, sorry, I tried to go down and I lost my spot. There we go. So Alec, God damn it. Alec doesn't think that there's anything that he can share with Magnus, like, or, his knowledge. He can't teach anything to Magnus, which I would probably feel the same way. Like, you're 400 years old, bro. What am I supposed to teach you that you don't already know? Can you, you know everything about shadow hunters. And maybe. You could. How to shoot an arrow. Mm-hmm. That would uh-huh. be kind of romantic. It would be sexy. It's like ghost. 
Yes. It's all in the hips. Oh, wait. That's Billy Madison. Okay. No. Happy Gilmore. Sorry. Happy Gilmore. My bad. I, the only – I quote that movie all the time. I don't even super enjoy that movie. I don't – like, I – it's fine. It's fine. Okay? I'm not – it's not a movie that I want to watch over and over again. But I fucking say – Tap it in, tap tap tap, tap it in tap, all the fucking in. time. It, like, it's Mine is. Don't you want to go home? <laughs> I like that. Um, you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Put you to sleep. <laughs> um, this morning before I got in the shower, I started singing um, "Bring It On" cheerleading. Okay. Oh, with the st- and I'm like, okay, all right, seventh grade, we're back, we're back, That's baby. That's all right. That's okay. Pump our gas someday, right? That's Isn't exactly that, that was it. Get out of my brain. <laughs> good stuff. We pump, I also we pump like our own song. gas up here in Washington. Because that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, not many states <laughs> pump your gas. Like Andy was wanting to do, put some sort of additive into his car tonight, and he could not get his gas t- thingy open for some reason. He was like, they put it on so tight, like he literally couldn't get it off. I was like, we live in Oregon. That's not your problem. (laughs) (laughs) Which obviously we own the car. So it is our problem. But I thought it was funny. (laughs) It's like literally illegal. (laughs) Yeah. Unless it's like incredibly hot outside. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Good times. So. uh, Sorry. My throat's drying up. Magnus doesn't know much about runes, he admits. Um. Like, he knows about what they do or whatever, but he doesn't know, like, which ones are which and the details of them, which I kind of call bullshit because I know that he – I feel like he talked about it a little bit in, I think, the last – in Princess, in the last one we read. Anyway, I'm going to read this. So, Magnus, this is his internal thought. Glamours uh, protected downworlders. Shadow hunters needed to see through those glamours because downworlders were potential threats. Did Alec not think the same when he looked at the mark on his hand? Mm. Makes me sad. Yeah, because they have such the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And then he and then Crazy. he thinks like, doesn't he like say like, or or is he just too polite to say anything? Yeah, is he just too nice? Yeah, that's exactly what he says. I mean, I thought that shadow hunters could also use glamours, right? Yes, because Jace glamoured them and like yes, building. but it's never explained how. Right, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a rune that does it. Was always my yeah. assumption. Like there's a glamour okay. rune because I think the glamour that the shadow hunters do is to make themselves invisible to mundanes, whereas uh-huh. downworlders uh-huh. like glamour their appearance to make them look differently, like using magic. Like, uh-huh. to hide their warlock marks or, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're not, like, I think they're, like, not completely invisible. It's just, like, I look like Joe Schmo. Right. Uh-huh. Like, you can't, you like can't the... see my horns. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Institute being glamoured, I feel like they had mm-hmm. warlocks help them do that. Mm-hmm. Or. That would right. make sense. Silent Brothers. Right. Like, or Silent Brothers okay. have access to a different set of runes that. Mm-hmm. obviously normal shadow hunter so either the silent brothers had to do that glamour with runes or they had warlocks do it okay something just came to my mind that maybe we'll find out later 
But holy shit, do we eventually someday get inside Jem's brain to find out about Shadowhunter or Silent Brothers? You'll have to read on to find oh out. Oh my god, now I gotta like start you reading. You gotta go, sister. <laughs> I gotta. Jeez Louise. That just blew my mind. Okay, so Magnus moves on to, you know, asking Alec about the runes and... um. So he asks about a few of them, you know, including accuracy and one that is for equilibrium. And things start getting a bit spicy um, as we're trailing Alec's body for runes. So the last one that Magnus asks about is stamina. Mm. Yep. And Magnus is like, you're joking. <laughs> right? Like, are you just saying that to be sexy? And Alec's like, no. <laughs> although he should have said yes but no which i mean don't they disappear like why would he still have stamina on so maybe he wasn't just saying it to be sexy maybe he put it on i think they have maybe some permanent runes yeah right oh right like okay. the boy answer so i imagine there's yeah i imagine there's a different I don't know. Like, is there a different? How do you say you want this permanently? I think it's the rune itself is permanent. Like the prop, like so, when yeah. you place oh. it, regardless, it's permanent. Like the um, okay. it's right. That's called the voyance rune, the one on the back uh-huh. of the yeah. hand with the yeah. eye. And then there's the angelic rune of power, a parabotai, parabrotai. Excuse me. Those are all permanent runes, or like a mm-hmm. marriage okay. rune. Mm-hmm. So does someone else have to apply that for you? Then you think. I I guess it doesn't matter. I'm just Uh thinking out loud. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, I will spare you the Amanda version of the spice that they are cooking up. But basically, they're making out on the street. It's so hot. Yeah. It is. It's good. Go read it if you didn't. Don't rely on me. Okay. Okay. I feel like I just want to interject here. Okay. You guys always leave me with smut. (laughs) <laughs> and I got to paddle through it. Uh, yeah. Bring it next I time. I mean, it literally is just them like making out and stuff. It's not. It's a lot of detail about making out. That is all that's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll stop doing that at some point. <sighs> so um, while this is happening, Magnus internally thinks about pulling Alec down on the grass for some playtime. You know. But he is giving Alec the option to decide if or when he would like that to go down. <laughs> so, you know, they're sharing a bed, but he's still going to. He's give, being which is so respectful. And so like, respectful. all I can think of is like, if I was Alec, I'd be like, dude, can you make a move? Like, yeah, like I had to ask you out. Now I have to initiate this, everything. Like I kissed you. Well, and like yeah. also from Alex, like, obviously we're not in Alec. Alex's head or anything like that but like from like what I my impression of him is that like he's probably super nervous and like Magnus is way more experienced than I am like I want him to take the lead like whatever Mm -hmm. like for sure like that I could see that at being like his because if I was in his position I would be like oh yeah 
I'm always in charge of Show everything. Me. I'm the Dude. default mm-hmm. parent and the go-to catalog of my fellow shadow hunters. Can somebody else just be in charge for once? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. He's, he's got, he's got he major CEO energy and he needs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, I think that Magnus has just decided to make the decision. Because he asks Magnus if they can skip the cabaret. And, of course, Magnus is into it. And he's like, what cabaret? (laughs) Sounds like a very long day, by the way. Like, a balloon ride, then dinner, then a cabaret. Like, I need to be in bed by 10. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Even if we're in Paris. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're in Paris. There's lots of walking. On cobblestones, I'm assuming. Yes. Hopefully they brought their Crocs. Brunch is more important than dinner. Okay. Like, yeah. (laughs) Alec totally has black Crocs on. Love it. No, don't do that. Don't you dare. We know Magnus is wearing loafers. No, he also has Crocs on because you're. No, when you're solely this for me. You got your your socks, your Crocs, and your docks, okay? Did you say stocks, crocs, and docks? Yeah. I thought I sent you that video. It was like no. the holy trinity, like Birkenstocks. So your stocks, your crocs, and your docks. Okay, I thought I sent that to you. That's the um that's the like millennial like elder goth emo person. That's your that's oh your arsenal, gosh. your holy trinity. I love that. Disappointed. Awesome. In myself. What did you say? Nothing. Oh, I'll hear it back when the playback. Yeah, you'll have to listen back. <laughs> did I ever? T- I'm pretty sure I've told you this before, but sometimes, like, I'll make a joke and you guys don't hear me, and I'm just like, you don't need to say it again because when the audio comes out, you'll hear it. So yeah. don't say it again. <laughs> don't say it. Stop, ma'am. I'm gonna need you to stop, ma'am. <laughs> and then I gotta get my head to quit playing it back. I love that you have an internal crossing guard in your brain. I do. Like, got a vest on. God damn it. Stop making me laugh. Well, then sometimes Sorry. I'm listening to the podcast and either of you will say something and then I make some dumb ass side like remark out loud and then I hear it in real time right after. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's on brand for me. Yep. Yep. Of course I would say that. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Totally do that too. We are awesome. Okay. I think I have enough voice to finish this. Magnus is into it. They're skipping the cabaret. They get a little lost on their way back to Magnus's apartment. But luckily, Alex studied the map of the area before they came, just in case. (laughs) what'd you think about my lack of spontaneity now (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man so um the narration tells us that this apartment like i said he was once a painter he lost all of his savings there once in the 1800s and um it was the first time that he had been rich and lost everything which coolest freaking thing ever just love it i mean you live forever you can really risk things you know and maybe that's how he's getting money is he takes big risks Plus, he has magic, so, I mean, he would never go hungry, you know, so. Okay, so, because 
they are still spicy making out. Magnus magics the door open. Not going to fuck with keys, okay? <laughs> Ain't nobody got time, time for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are literally peeling each other's clothes off through as they walk through the door. I don't even think Magnus's jacket made it into the apartment, which is so funny. I have never. And I quick. I, no. Right. No. No. I wouldn't dare leave something outside of my apartment mm. <laughs> like that. Absolutely not. I think that uh, goes to show where we've lived. True. <laughs> It'd be like covered in mold and wet. <laughs> or it would just go more stolen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's more likely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they make it in and they, I feel like they are on the bed. I think Alec takes himself down to the bed. Anyway. The couch. They are still. The couch. Okay. That's right. They're in the living room. So Magnus is kissing Alec's runes, but Alec interrupts him just as the moments are getting steamy. Alec has like a concerned voice. He's like, Magnus? (laughs) (laughs) That's what was in my head. And Magnus is like, Alexander? (laughs) He's like, no, 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 Magnus? So eventually Alec, or Magnus gives in and looks up and he sees a woman sitting on the couch watching them just drinking her tea. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's Tessa. Love it. So freaking funny. Not even going to say anything. Was she just going to watch the whole thing go down? Right. She's got like, it's that Michael Jackson meme with the popcorn, the gift. Dude. Yeah. I can just imagine Alec being like, there's a woman. There's a woman. There's a, why is there a woman? <laughs> Okay, before I get started, um, we're really long-winded, so three chapters at a time might make for a really long episode, so we'll probably get feedback on that. Right. You're into what we're into. Love it. it. Anyway, this, uh, you didn't say your chapter title, but I'm going to. Anyway, it's called The Crimson Hand. I'm sorry. I should have done that. Mine had something to do with stars, Dave. I don't know. Nobody needs it, but I'm going to because I'm extra. (laughs) Okay, so Magnus, Alec, and now Tessa are staring at each other until Magnus breaks the silence by telling Tessa that she's unexpected and uninvited. <laughs> she's like Alanis. He's, he's like, you're uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is great. Oh, good and stuff. Tessa just... That's how you know they're good friends, by the way. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just... I would say that to you. Well, and I just feel like her legs are crossed. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting very, like, sitting very, like, back upright, Proper. super dainty. Yeah. Her purse is on her lap. And she just has, and she has a sauce. She's holding the saucer in one hand and the teacup in the other. The saucer is like absolutely the fucking queen. there. Like, like right, her but ankles are crossed. But not yeah. her, like, her legs okay, aren't crossed. It's just that. her ankles. Okay. I see that. <laughs> So she's sipping her tea, completely composed, and telling Magnus that um, he once told her, like, I remember you said that if I we were ever in the same city and I didn't drop in together, you would be, like, mad. You'd never forgive me. <laughs> and Magnus is like, um, 
this time I would have forgiven you and thank you for staying away. So there's that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Tessa takes a second to look over at Alec and slightly smiles and like she's like, oh my God. But she hides her giggles behind her teacups, her teacup, because she is a saint. Mm-hmm. And then we have this little like chef's kiss moment that I'm going to read to you. Love this. Uh-huh. Call it even, said Tessa. You once walked in on me in an embarrassing situation with a gentleman in a mountain fortress after all. Her half-concealed smile flickered. She looked again at Alec, who had inherited his coloring from Shadowhunters long gone. Shadowhunters Tessa had loved. Mm. And then it was this really sweet moment. And then all I could hear was Kristen saying cave sex. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of brought it down a little bit, but also up because it was hilarious. Uh (laughs) Next, we get a little dash of flavor to Tessa and Magnus's relationship as immortals. Uh, And it says like the text is saying that they basically. Sorry, I'm going to pick this up so I can see better. They basically have to love and lose, but they always have each other to help make the blow softer. Their ease and playful banter makes Alec pipe in. By the way, just to set the scene here, he physically raises his hand. <laughs> this is like a babe. He's got a question. And he's like, um, did you guys used to date? <laughs> Which I like. I it's it's the funny part about it is his hand raising. And then uh-huh. I feel like he totally, you know, you do that thing where it's like you raise it over your head and then you're like holding it up with your other hand because you're so anxious to answer the question from the teacher. You're like, pick you're like me. waving it. You're like, hi, I'm Clary. Pick me, pick me. I'm a pick me girl. This isn't even a Clary book and shots fired already. Dude, pick me. You won't be disappointed. I'm not like other girls. Jesus. Okay. So stop. They both have like the reaction that you'd. Oh my God. Here's another one. Sorry. I didn't really. I didn't remember. I wrote this. Okay. They both have the reaction that you'd expect. Unless you're like, I don't know, picking two people out of at random here. Like, I don't know. Like, let's say Jason Clary. Um, when you're out with your sibling and people ask if you're dating. Okay. They're like, right. Ew. Okay. That's obviously never happened to me because my siblings are much, much younger than me. But it has happened to me with my dad. Oh. We were out. We were out to dinner. Sorry, there's going to be a laugh track of just hitched laughter. (laughs) We were out to dinner with my little brothers. And my little brothers were like six and four at the time. And my dad was in town. And so we all went out to dinner together. Right. Well, they were young and my dad lives across the country. Right. So were you. That's crazy. Well, but I was in my 20s. And so... um. And, uh, but like, I like, they'd come over to my house like every other weekend. And like, yeah. you know, I had a different rapport with them, obviously. Right. So they were like being kind of crazy. And we were at the restaurant. And I was like, I was like, boys, you need to like chill out. Right. And Bryn was there and like she was a baby. And 
the waitress came over and like they were like we she was taking her order or whatever and I I said something or like the the boys were I think they wanted soda or something and she's like I don't know ask your mom and dad and I'm like wrong number like I can't know this train is backed into nope station dude no thank you I'm like like I don't mind getting mistaken to being their mother I just don't I'm not okay with no 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 that's my dad and she's like oh and I go and those are not my children like I and then I felt like I had to explain like who was mine. It was very it was it. I made it more awkward. Absolutely, <laughs> you literally had, had no other choice. Yeah, exactly. You no. had to. <laughs> I got that before. Oh, you guys, this yeah, this. Um, my brother. <laughs> Which is the funny because you and your brother happened. look a lot alike. Yeah, uh, but there's some people that date that look a lot alike too. Oh, I guess that's true. That is yeah. true. There uh-huh. was this um, couple on The Amazing Race. They literally look like twins. Uh-huh. I thought they were legit twins. I Cersei. feel like it's so dangerous nowadays with the 23 and me. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Do you really want to roll that dice? Windsor yourself up? Yep. <laughs> Sorry. sorry you're not sorry it was a good joke somebody had to say it it needed to happen i'm not gonna do a girl it's not worth it (laughs) okay okay anyways uh i just love that i had the jab and then i just i completely forgot about the second one so back to the apartment tessa tells alec that they are longtime friends which makes him like physically and mentally relax um you can tell like alec is like has a reaction and he's like does this mean it's like a friendly visit and magnus thinks of how alec isn't very comfortable with new people and since magnus was clearly frustrated with the interruption there's no way he could be like peanut butter and jealous like he's just like magnus is making this checklist okay I'm ir- I, I was very irritated. There's no way that Alec is jealous. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening here. Let's not assume anything. Right. For real. <laughs> At Alex, Alex question, C apostrophe S, I'm not saying Alex. Tessa let the amusement fade from her face, telling the pair that unfortunately this is not a friendly visit. After ensuring that Tessa isn't wounded, like Magnus is like, are you hurt? What's going on? They have the obligatory, like, anything you have to say in front of me, you can say in front of him moment that it's like has to happen. And at, like once Tessa gets the sign off from Magnus that he trusts Alec with his very life, a sentiment that Magnus knows from Tessa isn't a display of theatrics, she starts to explain what's going on. We do take a second in between their dialogue where Magnus appreciates the fact that Tessa is who she is because many other downworlders wouldn't like they many other downworlders would not dish 
<laughs> in front of a shadow hunter, regardless of what Magnus had to say. Anyway, sorry, I just check my mic volume. So that was annoying. She pulls out a scroll, which I'm just like, this is so like, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> and she breaks the wax seal, which is not important to say, but that's another thing I've always, Tessa gets to do everything I want to do. Right. She gets to wrap herself in a shawl, <laughs> break wax seals. Rude. Uh, yep. Rude. Anyway, it's from the Spiral Council, and they've issued a formal demand that Magnus neutralize the human cult of demon worshippers known as the Crimson Hand. Magnus, who can't contain himself to refrain from slipping in a delightfully placed joke about how amazing he is, even though he knows he should heed Tessa's warning and BT dubs. I love this about him. Don't get me wrong. Like he's got receipts to back up the confidence. He's like, eh. basically what he says is that he knows the council wants the best, but he doesn't really care for their tone. <laughs> it's just a bunch of dumb Mondays doing stupid Monday shit. And he's got his auto reply message on his email. He's on vacation. He's mm-hmm. out of the office. Like we also work-life gle- balance, bitch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Come on. So during this conversation, we also gleaned some more information about Warlock official procedures. And since we don't get much of that, I'm going to read it. Um, and this is Magnus's internal dialogue that he's having. Um, in his, I was going to say with himself. That's what internal dialogue <laughs> means. Did you know? Anyway. I didn't. Thanks for the info. That's a book term, Amanda. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Amanda's got her notebook. She's like, okay. <laughs> Let me get out my handy dandy notebook. I literally have one of those in my house. Lincoln's obsessed with it right now. I'll go grab it. I love it. Okay. So we find out via Magnus's brain, the Spiral Council was the closest thing warlocks had to a governing body, but it was secretive and not entirely official. In general, warlocks had issues with authority. Magnus more than most. And I'm just like, oh, Kristen, is that you? <laughs> right. Like a man after my own heart. Yep. I was like, I knew I liked Magnus for some reason. It's because he's you. <laughs> yep. Super internally insecure and hates all authority. Yeah. <laughs> Love that it. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Tessa explains that she had to beg the council to let her be the one to come to Magnus with the summons. The Crimson Hand has evolved from their silly Mundy antics. They have a new head bitch in charge, and they are making waves. They have been several deaths, including a fairy next to a pentagram that was painted with their blood. Uh, Awkward. Yeah. That bit of information calls Magnus to attention as Feyblood is used to summon greater demons, which I didn't know that. Maybe I did know that at some point, but shit's getting real. Mm-hmm. Tessa and Magnus. Um, sorry, let me um, actually read. Again, this is mainly Magnus's and like it's actual dialogue. Magnus's thoughts, actual dialogue, Magnus's thoughts. So this is another thing that's in his brain. Tessa and Magnus are both the children of greater demons. 
which apparently is pretty rare. And at this point in their budding relationship, Magnus hadn't yet told Alec that his father was a literal prince of hell. It just hadn't come up yet. Wait, like, you know? we're not at the holidays Naturally yet. Like, conversation. <laughs> we don't really have to go there yet. Like, like I'm not going home for Christmas this year. <laughs> who's, whose family are we going to visit on Christmas? So now we're back to the conversation and Tessa's going on to say that she was tapped with a mission to become Harriet Harriet the spy and infiltrate the cult as one of their acolytes. And all was going well until during one of the rituals she was, she says, exposed to a potion that made her lose control of her shape shifting abilities and be outed. Clearly, she's not some like Mundi acolyte. And she was lucky enough to escape with her life. And when she went back a few days later, they had closed up shop, moved on, and now Magnus needs to find where they are. Okay, really quickly, I'm sorry. I just want to say that I, I just want to say, I absolutely (laughs) love hearing about Tessa using her powers. Her Mm -hmm. warlock ability, yeah. Uh Super cool. It's so cool. So cool. I wish, obviously... The infernal devices went fast, but I wish we could Mm -hmm. get some of that more. Yep, I agree. I like it. Okay. Magnus is basically like, that's all great, but why me? (laughs) To which Tess explains with a warning that she doesn't believe it. She's like, disclaimer, spoiler alert, whatever. (laughs) I don't believe that the rumors are true. But apparently, like, there's a rumor going around that this new leader isn't actually new. It's the original founder coming to take the reins back. Magnus is like, okay, cool. So who is this person? (laughs) (laughs) And for saying that she's not one of theatrics, which I don't believe that, like, (laughs) she's hysterical. She basically takes this picture out and, like, slaps it down on the table. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bitch <laughs> and the picture is a picture like it's a photograph of a photograph of a mural and it has like a cr- it's very crudely drawn it says it's almost childlike and in that <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's just funny it's not funny but it's funny the picture is of um, a man with dark hair lounging on a throne where two um there, next to him, there's, there's two people fanning him with palm leaves, while a third person is knelt before him, giving this this person a foot rub. Bullshit. Like, oh my god! It seems like a lot to take in from a, such a terrible drawing. I, it's very specific. I, I love it. Just like, oh my god. Which also, like, uh, anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll get back on track. No, I'm not. I'm gonna bring it up. It seems <laughs> either the person that drew it is a very bad artist, but the way in my mind, I was like, okay, this is almost like, I'm probably going to say the word wrong. So correct me for real. Like, is it like Neolithic where it's like mm-hmm. supposed to be like drawings like this, but that was more than 400 mm-hmm. years ago. Right. What? Neolithic? I, mean, I suppose. It. Yeah. It's like supposed yeah. to be like this be crude mural like and maybe it's not supposed to be but like that would track more with the hey i'm 900 years old oh yeah is what i'm trying to say like the way that explains the drawings are done or either it's just somebody that's a really really shitty artist i think it's just a shitty artist anyway but yeah 
that would which be like obviously very much long time ago. They're not Neolithic drawings, but that's like the way that they're. Anyway, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Tessa goes on to say that they called their founder the Great Poison before asking Magnus if, like, does this person look familiar? You know, because everyone is saying that the original founder is like you. It's your boy, you. <laughs> Somebody you know. <laughs> Magnus is offended, okay? He's like, um, you know, um, it doesn't sound like I'd ever want to start, like, some boring cult. If anything, it's something that, like, I might joke about or, like, maybe a prank, but not actually, like, start, a like, a demon-worshipping cult. And Alec is like... Um, you joke about starting a demon worshiping cult <laughs> and proving that Magnus is our long lost fourth member. He says that he would joke about anything. I was like, absolutely. Yes. Come have a spot on the microphone, sir. Welcome. <laughs> and he's sitting there like thinking about it. He's obviously looking at the picture he's thinking about. And these memories are kind of coming at him in like really, really small waves. And he's like, this has been centuries ago, and I'm pretty sure Ragnar Fell had been there. And it's just, it's hard to keep hundreds of years of memories organized in your brain. But to Magnus, it smelled like something had been hidden from him on purpose with magic. And in that monologue, he kind of talks about, I think, like, he's alluding to the spell he had done on Clarity. Like, I've Mm -hmm. done these kind of smells, spells before I said smells. (laughs) I've done these kind of spells before. Warlocks help each other clear the clutter from their brain, but this seems like... So cool. Vicious and malicious. Yeah. Mm. Magnus asked Tessa... Exactly. Had to. It was good. It would would be amiss if he didn't. Magnus asks Tessa if she is sure that they aren't confusing the painting with another hot dude. <laughs> like, maybe it's some other hot guy. But Alec points out, this is where I was completely wrong. Okay? I was wrong. My brain wasn't thinking clearly. It's 1030. This just covers up what I had just fucking said about it being really, really old. So, I'm sorry. Okay. That was dumb. I forgot this was in the book, <laughs> which is stupid. Anyway, um, <laughs> fuck. Alec points out that in both the picture, the picture that's on the table, and a painting that's hanging in Magnus's apartment, that he's wearing the same jacket. <laughs> okay, that's why that was stupid. I remember this now. That was a dumb thought. Anyway. The painting in the apartment is of Ragnar and uh, Katarina Loss. And since a person slash wolf painted the picture for Magnus, their warlock marks are visible. And it's like a very near and dear painting to him. And since the jacket in question was custom made for Magnus from a Russian czar, personal tailor, there was no mistaking that. Like, that has to be me in the mural. Like, I don't think this guy made two of them. Like, I I guess that tracks. Which clearly was not that long ago. So mm-hmm. I take it back. Anyway, Magnus lets them know about his thoughts before about his mind being possibly altered. So at first it was internal. Now he's saying it out loud to the room. And Tessa assures him that she doesn't believe he's causing all the ruckus. She's like, I don't put any like thing to the rumors. But um, 
Tessa had to persuade the Spiral Labyrinth to let Magnus dispatch the cult to prove his innocence instead of handing him over to the Shadow Hunters. Like, I believed in you so much. I got them to do this. It's like, you're kind of on a timeline. You need to do it. This is why it has to be you. Not wanting to alarm Tessa, Magnus puts on his best Stepford smile and tells her that he will handle it on his own. He's like, I got this. And there was awkward tension about how the shadow hunter should have been notified. And Alec, of course, was there hearing all the chisme being put between the law is hard, but it is the law and his new bow. Yep. Alec says that he knows Magnus is innocent, which makes Tessa relax. And we get a little flashback to TID. So also going to read that to you. And just as a disclaimer, I have not read this book at all. The furthest I've read is the three chapters that we've read. That's it. So I'm assuming, yeah, not read anything. I waited because I knew we were going to get to it. So I'm going to assume that this is the main dish of bridging books. Like it's kind of like the beginning TID. We just read that. So I'm sorry this is taking so long on it. And I keep reading stuff. But like I'm just going to assume it's probably not going to happen again. So we're going to do it. Do it. Again, internal thought. Magnus understood that she was seeing within him not just Will, but Cecily and Anna and Christopher. Generations of beloved faces now gone. So we have two Herondales and possibly like Herondale slash Lightwood descendants names like Mm -hmm. Will and Cecily. Are these, you know, who's this Anna? Who's this Christopher? Is it a Herondale? Is it a Lightwood? They're mixing together. She's like, oh. Anyway. It makes me sad that she doesn't just continue with her family. I get it. Not wanting to see them die, but not being Uh involved in their lives. It's crazy. I agree. Tessa says her goodbyes, telling Alec to take care of Magnus. And before she departs for good, Alec says that she looks familiar and wonders if they had met before. And clearly the blood runs deep. Hmm. Anyway, she says no, but hopes that they meet again soon. The seed and is before, strong. The seed is strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh. But before she departs through a portal that appeared in the apartment. She warns Magnus to take caution against this new cult leader. Even as an acolyte, she encountered powerful wards. And she ends by saying that they have a sacred book called the Red Scrolls of Magic that unfortunately she wasn't able to get a hold of. Also, they're watching for magic, so avoid traveling via portal. You know, the whole do as I say, not as I do thing. (laughs) Tessa is the original boomer. And then they (laughs) wish each other safety and she leaves. In the ominous silence after Tessa's departure, Magnus is feeling this overwhelming sense of guilt and dread about Alec. And his mind is going to worst case scenario, which I can totally relate to. And he's thinking himself, he's like, God, I wouldn't blame Alec if this was just too much to stray from his shadow hunting life. And like he wanted to call it quits. Well, especially who Alec is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now he's, like, going to have to, like, again, the law is hard, but it is the law. Anyway. Right. 
Magnus was just really looking forward to this vacation to get to know each other. And he thinks about how he had put in all this work to, like, love everything about himself. Like, he's put in a lot of, like, personal self-growth, Magnus has. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's, like, this deep secret. Like, he, there's a secret about himself that he didn't even have access to. And that was, like, super unnerving. And I feel like I've said that before. It's like, I want, like, that's why I want to do the 23 and Me because I want my own chisme about myself. Yep. So, like, I totally get this feeling. No, you can miss me with that. I, I, yeah. I I'm, I'm I still, I'm still in denial. I get you. <laughs> Maybe if you could just do it without the ancestry part, like, just figure out where your genetics are from, but not Dude. do the family tree tracking. Right. Mm-hmm. If I if I could just be like, hey, I don't want to know if I have any more fucking siblings. Right. But then I would know. I the curiosity. I couldn't. I couldn't uh-huh. not know. It's like mm-hmm. what is it, Doctor Finkelstein on Night Before Christmas? Curiosity killed the cat, you know. Yeah. So Magnus is the one that opens the door to conversation, spilling his truth that he really doesn't know, like what is happening i really don't know what's going on here and alec reassures him that they're going to just figure it out and magus magnus is upset that alec is going to face his own demons from the past with him and he thinks to himself quote he might not recall the crimson hand but he remembered the first time he had ever killed when he was a child with another name in a land that would become indonesia magnus had been a person he now regretted being but he could not wipe away the red stains of his past hmm. and he's just like what if he dig something up like something is blocked and yeah. it's blocked That's for a reason crazy mm-hmm. it is so cool that he knows that that happens at least because he you know at least he can sense it it's not like clary she had no idea about magic and she was kind of learning everything Uh uh-huh so well and then the other obviously the other twist to this is like yeah the memories are locked but like what if magnus locked the memories himself Mm -hmm. right like what if it's not some devilish person that like put a spell on him like what if he did something so bad that he needs to block himself out from it and he's gonna spill all these secrets to this new guy that right. he's trying to get to know. And so he, like, this very quick interaction, Magnus is kind of realizing that Alex is a real... Alec! I said Alex. God! It's very late. Alec is a real ride or die. And he isn't going to tell the clave the shitty lies that are circling. They're going to figure out what happened to Magnus's memories and who these people are. And they're going to stop them. Mm-hmm. And even though he was relieved, Just the at- two of us. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> even though he was relieved at Alex, fuck my entire life. <laughs> put it in a trash can and set it on fire. <laughs> oh my god! It's gonna keep happening. This is yep. literally. I have one sentence left, and I can't get through it. Okay. Okay. Even though he was relieved at Alex's faith, he just wished that he could be sure that he deserved it. Finn. That's the part that I didn't love. He deserves it. Ah, you deserve it, bro. And I I totally get that. But again, 
I think maybe he's thinking what I said. Like, what if I did something and like I That's fucked fair. up, and it's like he's could discover this. Like, he I think he describes it as like a sin from like one of a greatest sin, you know. And they're yeah, both but, gonna be but learning even, about it together. Even beyond that, like I've been in therapy for years. Like, it's hard to be like eh, I deserve yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> hmm. uh, I mean, Smokey tried to tell Ice Cube, but uh-huh. you know, it didn't always happen. Yep. <laughs> okay, so oh unless something drastically changes and y'all aren't into an hour almost two hours of this shit show (laughs) make sure that you read chapters four through six for next week's episode yeah let us know (laughs) for behind the scenes content and latest updates check us out on instagram at downworlderdishpodcast we'll see you next time Bye. bye